0: Expectations by Mark Evans, Volume Four, Chapter the Fourth A Painful Life Further Remiserable.
1: Sir, well, I am more angry than a wasp that has just been refused entry to an all-you-can-eat jam buffet.
0: <laughs> the son-in-law effects, sir.
1: His lateness is as irritating as listening to supposedly funny stories about other people's children while wearing tweed pants filled with sand.
2: (laughs) Mr and Mrs Sarkwell, sir. Sorry we are late. Sir Philip, we were nearly here when I realised that my braces were caught in our front door and I was immediately twanged back home. You are a ridiculous buffoon.
3: Yes, sadly that is a symptom of his condition.
2: What condition? My doctor has diagnosed me as lacking gravitas and manly presence.
3: For which he has been prescribed a pipe. What could be more manly, apart from wrestling lions pretending to know about whiskey or saying you have flu when really it's just a cold?
2: (laughs) Oh, it is time for my next dose. Bring in the pipe.
4: And heave, lads. Heave. What is that?
2: Uh, My pipe. The bigger it is, the more gravitas and manly presence I shall have. Mine is made from a hollowed-out oak tree with a church bell on the end. (laughs) Now I just tamp it down using a small elephant. Light it with an utter disregard for safety, Batch. And breathe in the goodness. Uh, 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 the room is full of smoke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but do I not seem more manly? <laughs> I cannot see a thing. Serve well. Open the window. To let the smoke out? To throw the pipe out. Look out below.
2: My pipe? Gravity has taken my gravitas. (laughs) I have been unmanned.
1: Then put a skirt on and listen. (laughs) My story continues now. Last time, you heard how on a book tour of America, I was lured to the Wild West by my twice-dead evil ex-guardian, Mr. Benevolent. There, in the gunfight at the all-right, I suppose, corral, (laughs) he had shot me, then kidnapped my wife, and I now lay bleeding in the hot sun, wifeless and imminently lifeless.
5: I am becoming dehydrated. And worse, (laughs) de-bloodrated.
0: I shall help you, Pip-Ben, as soon as I free myself. Though that may be... never.
1: Alas, my best friend Harry Biscuit was imprisoned in a
0: giant block of cheese. Oh! I know!
6: Squeak! Squeak! squeaky Squeak!
0: My friends the mice will help us. <laughs> Since when are you friends with mice? Since I invented a better mousetrap. It was rubbish and I actually taught them how to read. <laughs> they were very grateful. Hi, guys! I'll ask them to nibble me free.
4: Squeaky, squeaky, squeak, squeak, squeak.
0: Well, nibbles, mousey chums. Now it'll tend to your wounds, Pip Bin.
1: Since becoming literate, some mice have studied medicine.
6: <laughs> and I
1: was attended by their finest, a Dr. House Mouse. <laughs> back on my feet and eager for vengeance
5: now to pursue Mr Benevolent and retrieve my wife and at least some of my wives
1: (laughs) Harry's original wife my sister Pippa had become Mr Benevolent's evil consort reacting with his customary wisdom and restraint Harry had married 93 new wives all of whom had also left him for Mr Benevolent Aha, uh-huh. on the ground. Scraps of material from Ripley's dress. She has left us a trail. Like a haberdashery Hansel and Gretel. The trail quickly led us to the deep south of America. But to our dismay, it ended just outside a small town named Port
0: Segregation. This is the last piece. It looks quite underpanty. Which means... <laughs> yes.
5: Look. A man frozen to the spot, mouth wide open in the kind of shock one might get on seeing a naked woman in these moral times. And another down the street. She has left a trail of nudity-stunned men. (laughs) Like
0: a naturist Hansel and Gretel.
1: (laughs) The trail led us to the harbour where a group of Starker's startled (laughs) stevedores gathered round an empty dock. Look in the water pit bin
0: fragments of wood so or possibly bits of ship she is leaving a new trail to follow like a maritime hansel and gretel <laughs> will you leave it with the hansel and gretel comparisons like a silent hansel. shut up.
1: <laughs> we need a ship of our own we rush to a nearby tavern in search of a captain with a vessel to hire it was a vibrant place, heaving with sailors eating traditional southern food and heaving. I seek
3: a ship. Why wow, y'all be needing to y'all talk, y'all to the captain, yow.
1: She pointed to a man wearing the traditional mariner's hat with its orange light and the word ship. The light was on, meaning his ship was for
5: hire.
4: <laughs> now, how can I help you, Pip? Ben. You know my name? Of course. You've killed several of my brothers. Ah. I didn't like them, so actually cheers for that. <laughs> captain Behab
5: Grimpunch at your service. Not the famed sea captain obsessed with hunting down the whale who took your leg?
4: No, that's my older brother Ahab. <laughs> no, I'm obsessed with that most ferocious and unforgiving of marine creatures, the sea bass.
6: <laughs>
4: the sea bass took my arm and I will hunt Moby Delicious to the ends of the earth. (laughs) Now, do you want to hire my ship, please? We
1: discussed terms while Harry purchased seafaring equipment.
0: Look, pip sea cake and sea toffee. Like normal cake and toffee, but with the word sea in front of them. (laughs) Ooh, and some life jackets of my own design, lead filled with stones. (laughs) Potentially life-saving. And in case we have to pursue Mr Benevolent back on land... A tin of instant powdered express train. Enough in here for 12 locomotives. We embarked and were soon following Ripley's splintery
1: trail across the mighty ocean's salty bigness.
2: <laughs> Look! Oh, seagulls! Happy hello,
5: seagulls! Evil hello, Harry Biscuit. <laughs> wow! Talking seagulls! <laughs> no, not wow. It is Mr. Benevolent.
3: And me. <laughs> Your other 93 wives don't send their love, Harry.
0: (laughs) Don't care. Not crying, if that's what you think.
6: (laughs)
2: I've got some sea in my eye. How do you appear in that gull? Since I possessed a pigeon, I can control all birds. (laughs) But particularly evil ones such as seagulls. Oh, consort, flip chart time. I'm on it. As you can see from this pie chart, I still have your wife, and we are heading to an evil hidden lair. Meanwhile, this flow diagram—come, turn the page, flip, flip.
3: Oh, sorry, it's tricky with a beak.
2: Thank you. Shows my new strategy going forward, naughtily. The future of evil. As you can see, it indicates maximized positive villainous outcomes downstream, and you being killed. You gull-based management twaddle-spouting fiend. <laughs> Before we go, Harry Biscuit. Take a look at some gal on gal
3: Evil cuddle. Mm, Feathery. Get your
0: wings off, my wife!
6: (laughs) (laughs) They left.
1: And though Harry wept, I rejoiced. For Benevolent clearly didn't know about the bits of ship Ripley was leaving. Each day I would watch for their trail while Captain Grimpunch kept vigil for his fishy nemesis.
4: Want to hear why I hate sea bass so much? No. <laughs> it was on the SS Pescatarian. We sailed over a shoal of circular sawfish, and she went down in 12 minutes. But some of us got off. We didn't see the first sea bass for about half an hour. Then they came. Hundreds of them. And the thing about a sea bass is... He's got flesh. Delicious, flaky, fishy flesh. Well, the men couldn't help it. They tore into the sea bass, eating ten, maybe twenty each. And everyone knows what happens if you swim on a full stomach. Eleven hundred men went into that water. Only one came out. (laughs) Me. You'll be wondering how I lost the arm. I'm not. (laughs) One of my shipmates mistook it for a sea bass. Grilled it with fennel before my very eyes. I swore revenge on Moby Delicious, and revenge is a dish best served straight from the barbecue. That's why I never had a false arm fitted. Just this fish slice. I did say no to your story. Evil
6: ship off the
4: port bow! Hoist the mainsail! Hoist the topsail! Hoist the end of season (laughs) sail! We are gaining on them. Let us hope our luck holds. Oh, it will. I'm the luckiest sailor in the world. Really? Oh, yes. I've been the sole survivor of 17 shipwrecks. Would we say that counts as lucky? I've been sunk in so many ways. By hurricane, hitting a mid-Atlantic sandbar, a mid-Pacific cocktail bar, (laughs) setting sail upside down, having fat people in starboard cabins and... helium in the port once. (laughs)
1: Alas, he was so busy recounting his many sinkings, he took his eye off the sea.
4: Iceberg! Oh, that'll be a new one. We are still afloat. Aha! My luck as hell as I knew it would, for I, Captain Behab Grimpunch, made a pact with Satan that I would never die at sea except under highly specific and unlikely circumstances. Which are? Upon a ship, Behab shall not be slain unless he gets hit... By a massive train. Ooh, that reminds me. I must check my powdered
0: train is all right. (laughs) Oh, it's fine. No water has got in. Apart from that massive wave. A gigantic, salty train
1: instantly burst from the tin, sinking the already struggling vessel. We were plunged into the sea, and out of the ocean's depths reared the tiny, silvery head
4: of... Moby we'll delicious. Vengeance if mine. I've got garlic, dill and a side salad. <laughs> I will take you down to Davy Jones's cooker. Grim Punch lunged
1: into the waves after his fishy nemesis. They thrashed together, rolled over and were gone. Now it was just me and Harry. It's
0: all right, Pippin. I've got our special life jackets just slipped mine on and the lead and
1: stone life jacket instantly dragged him into the depths harry was gone but i had no time to mourn for as the waters boiled around me the broken mast rose on the crest of a wave crashed upon me and all was blackness i awoke to find myself on a beach the sea had swallowed me but then sicked me back up again like an (laughs) off-sausage. The beach stretched as far as I could see. Was this a desert island? Or was Eastbourne just incredibly quiet for the time of year? (laughs) One end of the island was flat and forested, the other, a high plateau protected by unclimbable cliffs. My main worry was food. There were no animals to trap, no restaurants to go to, no servants to send to the shops. Or eat. I searched for flotsam and jetsam from the shipwreck, but all I found
5: was a blank diary. Day one. So hungry. If only this diary were some beef, or strawberries, or a pork pie, or delicious casserole. Oh, now I'm even hungrier. Day two. (laughs) Discovered that sand and sandwiches are not as closely related... (laughs) The verbal similarity might suggest. (laughs) Now, have gritty mouth. (laughs) Day five. Worried I have lost track of time. (laughs) Day 98. No, don't think I have. (laughs) Day seven. Or have I? I considered eating myself, but thought
1: that might prove a bit of an own goal. (laughs) Then... I am so hungry, I am hallucinating. Approaching me was some kind of ape creature. It shambled towards me, knuckles dragging, its hair long and lank, and let out
5: a savage greeting. Why are you eating the soil, you savage? I should copy. Um, apple crumble. This is not a desert island. It is a dessert island. <laughs> Strange, shabby, basically naked creature. You have saved me. I thank you. Do you have a name? Hmm. Well, I'm not calling you that. <laughs> Let's see, what day is it? Friday. So, I shall name you Captain Weekend. Mm.
1: <laughs> Together, we battled to survive, dividing the hard work between us. For example, he built a shelter whilst I slept in it.
5: Well done, Captain Weekend. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, no room. You should have made it bigger.
1: <laughs> Truly, we were equals. <laughs> the days passed contentedly, and eventually thoughts of escape drifted from my mind. Then one night, as I sat by the fire, I heard a terrible
2: and familiar voice. Ah, oh, it b- been given up, eh, Mister Benevolent? Yes. Well, a vision of me flickering in the fire. Ow, oh, ow. Too close. Why are you here? I bring a vision of your kidnapped wife.
3: Dear Pip? Ripley. How are you? Oh, not too good, actually. Mr. Benevolent is torturing me. The monster. He is making me read celebrity autobiographies. <laughs> oh, the tedious self aggrandization. Oh, the simplistic yet clearly ghost written prose. Oh, the punning titles.
5: It cannot be that bad.
3: You try reading Florence Nightingale's From Bad to Nurse. <laughs> Rescue me, Pip, or at least confiscate Mr. Benevolent's library card.
2: Your wife is wilting before me, Pip Bin. Do you not wish to see her happy again? With glossy fur and a wet nose, merrily chasing rabbits. Sorry, no, that's Labradors. <laughs> but the point broadly stands. <laughs> Ow, that darn fur. And he
1: was gone. I knew I must save Ripley with the help of my noble savage companion.
5: Find a way... Off this island while I have a nap. No! Do it yourself for once! Harry? Harry, you are alive! Oh, joy! Did you not realise it was me? No! Why did you not say something? I
0: couldn't. After I survived being drowned, thank goodness, for my special life jacket, I had all that sea toffee to get through. Eh? Jammed my teeth together until just now. <laughs> We decided to scale the mighty cliffs
1: to seek help, but they were unclimbable, being smoother than a baby's bottom that has been sanded, bathed in oil, then polished for an hour. What
5: if we bent a tree close to the ground, tethered it, climbed aboard, then released the tether? We should surely be twanged to the top of the cliffs. The plan required extensive testing,
1: which Harry bravely volunteered to do. I don't want to do this.
0: Brace
5: yourself. Ah! I'm
0: going to make it, I'm going to make it, I'm
5: going
1: to make it. I didn't make it. But on the 47th attempt...
0: Ah! I made it.
5: Find something to use as a rope and lower it.
0: Aren't you going to twang yourself
5: up? No way, I'm not mental. At the top, I beheld an extraordinary
1: sight a mighty volcano surrounded by swathes of mist-wreathed jungle, from within which came peculiar sounds. The noises came closer. The ground began to shake, the foliage rustled unnervingly, and then, out of the jungle, burst hideous reptilian creatures such as I had never seen. I fear these are living versions of those dread fossils, the dinosaurs. They advanced on us jaws wide with pointy, prehistoric death. But then one spoke.
6: <sighs>
3: <sighs> Hola, Harry. Que tal?
1: Juanita? Ninety-two of Harry's new wives had been old widows. The ninety-third had been a young Mexican called Juanita Hot Chili. You had
0: some work done.
3: <laughs> yes, Harry. I am now a dinosaur. God, grief.
0: Even as a dinosaur, that woman is hot, hot,
3: hot. Is it wrong to fancy a giant carnivorous lizard? Also, dinosaur, are your older, unsexier wives. How is this possible? The great Mr Benevolent can explain.
1: They blindfolded us and dragged us away. The jungle sounds grew quiet and the air became hotter around us. Finally, we
2: stopped and our blindfolds were removed. Ah, pip pip. Welcome to my new secret evil base, located beneath a massive volcano. Why here? I don't know. It just felt right somehow. You look different. Oh, the grey boiler suit and shaved head. Hmm. Again, it just felt really me. Why are my wife dinosaurs? Is Pippa, too, a dino lady? No, still human. See for yourself.
3: Sorry I'm late. I've just been baking bread without yeast. Evil bread.
2: (laughs) Isn't that just pitter?
3: No. (laughs) It's evil bread. Oh, shut up.
2: As for your other wives, when I found this lost world, I found the only surviving dinosaurs. They were formidable, but alas, also massive dibs. So I transplanted your wife's brains and behold a savage, intelligent fighting machine that is invincible.
3: And also hot.
2: In some cases, yes. (laughs) She's a dinosaur. It'd be wrong, wouldn't it? I've asked myself the same question.
1: (laughs) And where is my wife? Here. Ripley's face was drawn, her eyes sunken, her hair lank, her skin grey. Frankly, she looked a bit like a donkey.
3: (laughs) Ripley. I'm here, behind this donkey.
1: (laughs) The donkey moved
5: to reveal a sight just as shocking, but with shorter ears. (laughs) Dear Ripley, does he still make you read celebrity autobiographies?
3: No, worse. He now has me on awful memoirs of childhood wretchedness. He made me read a book called No, Daddy, No, and its sequels... Ow, Uncle, ow! And stop, close family friend, stop!
5: You exploitative, literature-wielding fiend, benevolent!
3: They have sapped my will to live. All is grey and cold, as if my soul had been possessed by a Scottish summer.
5: Dear wife, I will save you from a metaphorical August in Inverness.
2: No, you won't. Dinosauring Harry's wives was just a starter. For the main course, prepare to meet the Pip-Binosaurus Rex. <laughs> now, Pip-Bin, you shall enter my evil brain-swapping device. Take him to the dino Encephalo- it's a dino encephalorator... Oh, no, hang on. The, the, the dino encephaloratorizer... I must think of a simpler name.
1: <laughs> Harry's dino wives strapped me into a chair in a sinister chamber filled with terrifying equipment.
2: Prepare to be dinosaurized, pip Basically, your head gets cracked like an egg, your brain scooped out and flipped across the room into a waiting dinosaur. It only hurts a lot.
1: But <laughs> well, as he started the sinister machinery... No! Harry rushed across the room, barging his way through his dino wives.
6: <laughs> oh, sorry,
0: ladies. Excuse me, Juanita. Oh, dino four. Unstrapped me. <laughs> I took my place. You still have a wife to live for, Pip Bin. I have none out of 94. Harry!
2: Does it bother you,
0: evil consort?
3: No.
0: Okay. Being brave. Being brave. Right, and stopping being brave. Oh!
3: Harry,
6: I love... <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I'm a dinosaur. Ah! Where have you all gone? Harry. Oh, there you are. I can't see you unless you move. <laughs> ah! so, oh, sorry. Not used to having a tail. Though, hang on. If I'm a dinosaur now... How about it, Juanita?
3: I am sorry, Harry. You are a very ugly dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Whereas I am a very hot dinosaur.
0: Of course, yes. <laughs> Understand. <laughs> ah! Sorry, Tail again. <laughs> Restrain him. Oh, itchy back. No, oh no, can't scratch it. My dino arms are too short. <laughs> oh! No wonder dinosaurs were so furious! So itchy! <laughs> <laughs> To
1: scratch,
0: Harry went berserk Tail
3: thrashing (laughs) uncontrollable.
0: Sorry Sorry, me again Tail hit that button on the wall
2: Oh, that was not a good button to hit
3: This evil base will self-destruct In one minute
2: Told you Why is there a self-destruct button? Again, it just seemed the sort of thing I should have In an evil undervolcano base (laughs) Probably should have put a cover on it (laughs) What will happen? huge doors will release the volcano's fiery lava, ripping the very island apart. Bit of a design flaw.
3: We must escape. Come, right me. I might stay. Fiery lava death can't be worse than knowing I've read Keep your hands to yourself, Uncle Lionel.
2: Right, well, love to chat, but my consort and I have got an appointment with not dying.
0: Pepper, stay with Dino Harry.
3: Harry, I have made my evil bed and must lie in it, even though Mr Benevolent does keep stealing the duvet.
2: Follow me, Dino ladies. I leave you to your doom, Pip-Bin. Happy lava. No, that's a rubbish exit line. Uh, I leave you Volcano. No, stupid, just a
1: pun! As Mr Benevolent stood desperately trying to think of a parting epigram, <laughs> a mighty shudder shook the island
2: and a vast crack opened onto a river of lava below. Ah, ha, ha, nature provides I leave you now, pip Mind the gap
3: <laughs> Oh, you are so witty
2: Oh, thank you
3: Get a grip,
2: Gentry's is a
1: dinosaur More cracks appeared in the floor Spreading until Ripley, Dino, Harry and I were separated There must be a way out
0: Oh, must there? Oh, that is good news <laughs> Wait. What is that chuffing sound? Language!
1: (laughs) And then, through the disintegrating chamber wall, hurtled a massive seaweed and barnacle-encrusted train.
0: My powdered train! It has come to find me!
1: We leapt aboard as the locomotive chuffed on, the volcano exploding around us. The island was starting to break up as the train emerged onto the beach, but it was terribly damaged.
0: Good train. Who's a good boy?
4: Who saved us, eh?
5: It is no more. But we are safe. You, me, and. Where is Ripley?
0: Wait, over there.
1: I followed to where Harry was pointing, which was not easy, as his dinosaur
5: arms were tiny. <laughs> Ripley, she is floating away on a broken off part of Ireland. But there is also a ship. Perhaps it is Mr. Benevolence. <laughs> Who do we
1: follow? And how? As the island crumbled around us, I pondered our plight. Could I save my wife? Could I rehumanize my friend? And most importantly, could I prevent Mr. Benevolent from taking over the world?
2: By Jove, by George, and by annually flowering plant, <laughs> what did you do?
1: That is for next time.
2: Did you make Harry eat bits of island until he became a dinosaur the size of a ship and then escape on him using some massive pants as a sail?
1: No. Uh,
2: does it turn out that the first Mrs. Rogers lives in the attic?
6: That
1: is Jane Eyre, you idiot. But return next time and you shall hear how we made our escape, how we pursued Mr. Benevolent and how we ended up trapped in that most fiendish of places, France.
0: <laughs> Bleak Expectations was written by Mark Evans and starred Richard Johnson as Philip Bin, Tom Allen as Young Pip, Anthony Head as essentially benevolent, James Barkin as Harry Biscuit, Geoffrey Whitehead as b Grimpunch, Sarah Hadland as Ripley and Lily, Susie Kane as Pippa, and Mark Evans as the starkest
6: startled stevedore. The producer was Gareth Edwitson.